Hey folks, welcome to the North Beecham 3 podcast, the brainstorm of three lifelong friends who moved to different parts of the country that kept in touch with weekly phone calls. We thought it might be funny to take those phone calls and to create a podcast. We hope you find it as funny as we do. Now don't be mistaken, we do not claim to be professional broadcasters. This is more just us having some fun, waxing the static about different things going on in the world and the stuff we enjoy to do. So we hope you dig it, hope it's funny. Here's our first entry, we dive right in. Like I said, not professional at all, but what the hell, let's give it a shot. Everybody else is podcasting. I don't have to take this abuse. I'm very hurt. Yeah, I go way back. Oh, this is kind of ashy, kid. If you want to get back in the take this face. Right there. <laughs> see, now see. Steam, punk bitch. I'm very hurt. Another girl didn't bring home apple juice. She brought home apple juice. Oh, Why is that oh. bad? Really? It's just it's not like good. sugar water. It's just not good. They pulled me out of the car. They roughed me up a little bit. BK apple juice or apple juice in general? No, apple juice in general. Because the kids go run around like maniacs when they drink it, probably, right? No, not at all. But that's not what I put in their lunch boxes. But that's what they're getting. What are you drugging the kids? No. Well, you made it sound like you put it in their lunch boxes, like they're going on a run for you, like you're spare see? tire. You guys, I'm gonna freak out. Cheryl goes. Well, she didn't go grocery shopping, so never mind. <laughs> Nothing. He's loading up the spare tire. And hurt. He's trying to get him over the border. So, so a friend of mine, uh, we'll call him uh, uh, Mark. <laughs> Mitch, Mitch Scarmucci. Okay. Uh, we went out drinking the other night, uh-huh. and he, he stayed out too late. I was about, to, I was going to go home at two. I was like, I got to go home at two, and I'm like, ah, come on, I'm going to Montero's now. Okay. And uh, next thing you know. Yeah, it's like three something in the morning, and, and Scarbucci's looking at his uh, phone and saying, "Oh shit, I think I gotta crash your place because he lives out in Long Island now." Oh wow! And so he ended up crashing here. We mm-hmm. ended up getting up the next day. Mm-hmm. Uh, Junie comes and she went because we had to take Dudu to the animal hospital for his six month checkup. Okay. And so like she wakes me up like we're sleeping on the couches. She comes out at like 10 a.m. and she's like, honey, come on, the cab's here. I was like, no, come now, he's got a computer. Anyway, Scarmucci's in big trouble. With his big wife. trouble. <laughs> I mean, big trouble. She's, uh-huh. pissed. she's pregnant, he fucking went out all night, and didn't come home at all. Yeah, I might have had that happen once. I came home, sent me a sent me a text, he's like, she's pissed. Then I wrote back to him again later, and he never responded. So I don't know if he got his phone privileges taken away or what. <laughs> We're back. You might have his phone privileges taken for a while. We've, uh, we've come full circle. And then, of course, yesterday for me was like a totally a wash. These days, when you're old and you go out and get drunk one night, yeah. Because yeah. I, uh, you know, I got up and took the dog to the animal hospital for the checkup, and that was probably it. Night away. Yep. Yeah. Right here. Put parents, we went out to go get some pizza. Okay. Came home, ate it, was right back to sleep again. <laughs> Alright. I don't know how I used to ever drink during the week. You right? Don't, you don't recall? I don't know if it feels, I don't know if it's like that much worse now, or if it's just that I just have no fucking college for it anymore. I feel like shit. It's a little of both. Yeah. Yeah. 
Because I remember, I remember like being in college and waking up feeling like dog shit, and then like grabbing a beer, and, like, drink some more. Saturday. Yeah, but then that that kind of gets you back where you need to be. You know what I mean? Yeah, but the yeah, you just push it off to the next day. Yeah, it's gonna catch you. Yeah, but yeah, see, like, sooner or later it's gonna snap back. Yeah, the problem is you can get a friggin' greased friggin' bucket and get moving. These days you gotta eat prunes and raisins and shit. Nah, you can still eat the grease. It's just, uh, it's just bad. As you get older, it hits harder. Look, all I'm saying is there might be some validity to that Frank Thomas commercial. That's all I'm saying. To that what? Frank Thomas, the big hurt. Is yeah. Eugenics, whatever that thing is. Okay. Fine <laughs> here. Nobody saw that commercial. Mark, what are you fucking cleaning your room while you're doing this? I'm fucking sitting in front of the computer. Who's making all that racket? There ain't no racket. Don't find me. It's apple juice. Yeah, the apple juice. What did you call this dude again? What's his name? Frank Thomas. Frank. Frank Rizzo. Yeah, yeah, your friends. My friend Mitch Scarmucci. <laughs> That's a nice name. Poor Mitch. He's a good dude, too. <laughs> he is. <laughs> just looking to have a good time. It was all closed. I think it was probably around. So I bet you there had to be some kind of festivity or while you guys went out. Yes, yes. It was his belated birthday. Yeah, I bet it was. Well, you know. Tell him that's it for him, pal. He's paying for it. Yep. From here on out, it sucks. And Maybe ties. We'll see you for your 50th. Yeah. <laughs> if he's lucky, socks and ties, baby. If you we also we're going to a couple. Of, we're going to a couple of concerts we have coming up too. Bet most of these being B O C. Yeah, I don't know now. His entire social calendar he... just went to TBD. Yeah. Do you guys think you could handle a Blue Oyster Cult show? No. Nah. No, we I'm talking about that the other night. That's gonna be the fucking most hilarious thing ever, I think. Just to see, just the imagine what the crowd, yes. what the crowd is gonna be like. That's how I sold uh, my buddy Mitch Scarmucci on the show. Yeah, but wait a minute, wait a minute. What are it's people gonna Mitch. do for the He's other? He's got to learn to tone it down. What are, <laughs> what are they gonna do for the other 22 songs that they have no idea what it is? I know them all, baby. <laughs> nah, they're, if they're real fans at this age, they probably know them. Yeah, this is not like. They ain't gonna be some like twenty somethings like, hey, you want to go see Blue Oyster Cult? Yeah, no, not at all. These are here. gonna be real fans, man. Listen, These guys are gonna be like sixty. Hold on, we're out of touch. I don't know. Maybe the kids today think it's a funny thing. They're eating Tide Pods. Anything is possible. I think it's a funny. I think it's funny, but you know, that Tide Pod thing was what six months ago. That shit is way out. <laughs> I'm sorry. Were they just that drinking straight cyanide now? I'm sorry. That happened for a minute. I know you're trying to shoehorn fucking some relevant shit. Cool out. We got this. Wait, wait, wait. Mitch was wait, trying wait. to explain to his wife who uh, who it was. And he explained he tried everything, and then he had to just show her the cowbell video. And she's like, oh, yeah. Wait, yeah hold yeah. on. You're not going to push me off this until I say this. First things oh, first. Boy. How are 800,000 kids marching about starting a revolution without a single bullet? Explain that to me. What do you mean? You can't start a revolution without guns. Sure you can. Well, founding fathers say different. Well... They're trying. I think you can't start a fire without a spark. <laughs> <laughs> wow, we're going for hire. Oh, no. <laughs> you are just dancing in the dark. Right. Oh, I, my God. I propose, I, don't do it. <laughs> I propose we do an entire podcast where you can only use lyrics from a song. From Bruce Springsteen songs? No, 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 you can't. Well, we probably could do that. But, you know, the ghost of Tom Jones could use yeah, other... 
artists. That's going to take some serious show prep. Now, see, the fun of it is there's no show prep. you got to try to do it off the top of the dome like a first rap battle. I hear you, but we're going to miss some stammering. We'll call, it, we'll call it the white boy rap battle. Yeah, but there's a problem with that. Oh, no. There's always a problem. So, anyway. All right. All right. Let's, let's move on to actual relevant topics here. Um, let's start off with the released trailer for, I think it's Amazon. I don't know, but. Because, no, YouTube for. Yeah, for over time. Okay, on, so buddy. the world cannot get enough nostalgia and remakes and, you know, with all kinds of crap. So I guess the Karate Kid is popular again, and they're coming out with this show. The after the, I don't know how to describe it, but after everything's gone down now, everybody's comfortable back in California somewhere. It's Thirty years later, that's all. Johnny wasn't too comfortable. He found himself laying on the floor with an empty can of banquet beer there. Well, hey, it's the banquet beer. Well, don't you think he'd be more comfortable if it was a full can? Well, no. That's why he's gonna get the hair of the dog. Alright, so he got comfortable. Empty him that hair of the dog for him. So the summary is basically Johnny's gonna reopen Cobra Kai. Not on yeah. Danielson's watch. <laughs> no, 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 hold on. Let's talk about how much of a douche Daniel is though. We'll get to it. We'll Let's, get to it. I'm just talking for the second he saw it. I'm just I'm trying to give a synopsis for the four people who haven't heard about this, and then we can dive into the social impact of Daniel LaRusso in modern society. Alright, get on with it. So yeah, anyway, seriously. It, it looks like Cobra Kai is going to reopen under Johnny's tutelage or leadership, and nothing has changed. In fact, it looks like it's going to be even more savage. Honestly, so, it looks like Johnny is being Miyagi now, if you think about it. There's a kid getting beat up, Johnny helps him out, <coughs> Yo, can you train me? Same shit. So, Actually, he didn't help him out. He beat those kids up because they dented his car. Either way, he helped the kid out. Oh, <laughs> selective memory here, folks. What? Here's my question. The nope. the first guy was a was a comic book character running the dojo. Alright. They're trying Priest? to make, John Priest, you mean? What yeah, they're trying to make Johnny they're trying to make this more realistic, like a statement on bullying or something. But I'm gonna agree with Brian, because he's the first one who brought this up. They're going about it all wrong. I've been bringing, I've been bringing this up for years, like decades. I Actually, well, I'm going to let Brian that describe... That was a fucking instigator. Brian, you tell them why they're doing it wrong. I don't want to get into your territory here. Well, if we just go back to the original Karate Kid, Daniel was like a punk bitch with a big mouth that deserved to get his ass beat. And you started off with, he's hanging out on the beach, playing soccer, running around, and then the dude comes up and wants to talk to his ex-girlfriend, and then he inserts himself into that conversation with the... Bringing the he white knight himself sure. into that. Exactly. Yeah, he did. And then he got beat. You know, we're all like, oh, yeah, this guy's real tough. Where do you find this guy? Then he goes to school the next day, and he's playing soccer, and the dude does a slide tackle, which it happens in soccer. And he jumps on, I think it was Bobby. He jumps on the punch and gets shake off. Hey, and now. Goes, hit the school. Really? I don't <laughs> yeah. know what to do about that. Yeah. And then, but then, the actual, the worst moment is when it's the Halloween dance. Johnny's minding his own business, sitting on the hopper, rolling a doobie, twisting and him. What does Daniel do? Daniel ruins it. Ruins he the goes thick up one. And puts the hose on him, and, and now, like, what kind of danger was Daniel in at that moment that he had to do that? He gets the hose again. Well, Daniel just ain't a nice guy. I think Johnny even said, "You couldn't leave well enough alone, could you?" He did. No, he couldn't. Now, 
So now you fast forward to now, and now they show the part where like Johnny comes in the Daniels car lock. He's like, if you want to get technical, I kicked his face. <laughs> like he was, yeah, he was being a douche. That's the the one thing I think they're kind of like uh, you know the writers are kind of knowledgeable about this that you know Daniel is a little bit of a prick because yeah. the best like the strongest villains in the movie they don't know that they're the villain they actually think they were the good guy and, like there's a lot of movies where like it turns out later on at the end or near the end or in the middle you find out that there was some bad thing that happened to the bad guy that made him think the way they did and it's like oh so that's why he's doing that so okay. I think it's actually pretty good that they're doing that that way but. What Daniel's gonna win and wow. all kind of sucks wait, about it. But wait, I give, wait. There's is that this is the only way I see that I would watch a show is if they slowly turn the tables, and Johnny becomes almost the anti-hero because that's the cool thing now today is the anti-hero. Look no further than Deadpool. Okay. Sure. So what if they twist it to where Johnny becomes the anti-hero and Daniel really is the prick? There's no way they're not doing that. There's no way they're not doing that right from the beginning. That's definitely going on. No. The thing about it, I like is the fact that I like Machio the fact that the way he's playing it like that. That's awesome. Years yeah. later, you know, he's already had his career, but now Machio's like, yeah, I'll be a jerk. This would be awesome. Let me play it this way. Wait, I think that's first, cool. first of all, I dispute the notion that he's had a career because when I see him now, all I think about is him and Johnny Drama arguing because they can't get into the Playboy Mansion for Montreal. All right, see, so that's something that you're talking about that I never even saw. So there's something right there. Oh. I just, Wait, what, he was on Entourage? <laughs> Basically... Yeah, see, I never knew that. All right, I'll give you the gist of it. Basically, there's this big party at the Playboy Mansion, and obviously Vince is going to get in, but Johnny Drama got banned from the Playboy Mansion years ago because him and Ralph Macchio let all the animals out of their cages. Oh, what kind of animals? Oh, everything that was there, monkeys and whatever, I don't know. Zebras, cows, chickens? <laughs> I don't have specifics, I'm sorry. Okay. And apparently... Well, Johnny Drama swears Ralph Macchio is the one who let him out, and he's trying to get him to admit that he did it to Hugh. First off, I refuse to give that show respect because I can't stand it. Never watch it, never will. Corny. Sorry. <laughs> that's that's a discussion for another day. Yeah, I'm not hey, a huge, he's never a huge fan. He said it's a discussion for another day. Yeah, good. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, honestly... I don't know. I think it's. I don't. I don't know what to say about the anti-hero and all that. I think he's just. I think it's good. I think it's chill. I think he he became the Miyagi now, and you know, just the tables are totally turned. Everything. At totally the very they're trying to they're trying to instill sympathy in Johnny, which I think is. Good. Oh yeah, Johnny. Never really, when you were a kid, you watched that movie. You never yeah, thought about oh, that's kind of fucked up. You're like that guy's such an asshole. The only part you ever thought he was halfway human was at the end when he was like, "Hey, man," and he gave him the trophy. After that, yeah, you never thought of that. No, no, wait a minute. And that, yeah, wait. there was another part when the teacher they took was it like, "Step further at the life. beginning of two. No. It's like, no. When his you know? no, when he got his nose broken and the sensei grabbed him, that yeah. was the other one. Yeah, and he wanted him to take the leg. He did do the leg, but you know. That was he told Bobby to sweep the leg. Yeah, okay. All right, all right, all right. No, when... See, I gotta watch that again. Yeah, he got his but nose broken. But if you watch, if you remember the beginning of 2, the beginning of 2 showed the aftermath where they were out in the parking lot. And, uh-huh. Uh, the teacher was a John Kreese was, like, giving him shit for getting the number 2 trophy. And I think he busted his trophy up and then was beating on him. I think he beat up, like, on all the Cobra Kais. And then Mr. Miyagi came out. That's and, when he hopped uh, his nose? Sidestepped, yeah. He broke the two Oof. windows. And somehow, yeah. from 
from punching two windows, this karate master was like rendered totally ineffective because I guess his legs didn't work anymore. And that's when he was like, live or die, which was a bookend because that's what Daniel did to that uh, Japanese dude at the end that was a total dick. Now, see, he was a so, dick. But he, he, another thing to think of is, so Daniel got, you know, he had that situation on the beach where he gets beat up by Johnny at the very beginning of the first Cobra uh, Karate Kid movie. How come he didn't have any friends at all? They all dissed him. Remember? But there was, he's in Southern California. Like, there's kids all over, everywhere. Yeah. And I bet you a big part of that was that whole uh, hosing him off when he was rolling a doobie. Because do you know how many dudes in Southern California still need? <laughs> probably like, so now he didn't have to do that. On that one. <laughs> now he's got a bad rep on that one. So, like, none of the stoner surfer dudes want anything to do with him. So what does he have left? Nothing. He can't be cool with the preppies because of what he did in an outsider. So... He's got nothing. Well, yeah, I guess so. I guarantee you that fuels where they're bringing him into the show because it looks like he's not the happiest camper in the world where his life went either. Well, With Daniel, yeah. looks like he's doing all right. He's got a big car dealership. He's got a wife. When he comes into the dealership, he do, he clowns him a little bit. Then he comes over, he's like, oh, my God. And then he saw the Cobra Kai thing, and he freaked out. And he instantly went back to being a kid and scared of death. That was awesome. Well, I'm curious why he went into the car dealership in the first place. Well, it's obvious that this is haunting Johnny. Mm -hmm. It's haunting Johnny, this whole thing. And there's oh, yeah. there's the guy who caused all this that's been bothering him all these years. I'd probably go in there, too. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. But he did go in there, and you don't know what he wanted yet. I guess that'll happen when we see it. Maybe he was going to be cool with him to say, look, maybe. I had a lot of bad feelings over the years. And then Daniel yeah. and his co-worker clowned him, and he was like, fuck this. Yeah. I think that would be yeah, cool. But then once he, yeah, but then I think once he saw, it, it was funny how Daniel started telling his wife. And he was like, obviously bothered that he saw another Cobra Kai thing. At the very we'll see least, how good it, is. it sounds like we'll you guys see. are going to watch it. I'm definitely watching it. When I first saw the commercial, I thought it was a movie coming out. I was ready to go to yeah. the movies and see it. I didn't know it was a series. That makes it a little cooler if you ask me. Sure. Well, yeah, all right, so then... So, so you're not so going to watch? I'm, I'm on the fence. Get the hell. You watch bullshit. And that's fun. How about this? What's, what's another 80s movie that would be uh, cool as a series now? Better Off Dead? Five years later. Uh, Better, Better Off, off Dead. I don't know, man. I don't know. Look, if, listen, let me explain it. Let me try to sell it and see if it changes your mind. All right? Okay. If you get Ricky in every episode, that's a winner. Him that's what I'm mom? thinking is Ricky would have to come and get his revenge. Yes. That's the whole premise <laughs> of the show is Ricky keeps trying up, to get him. He wakes up on the floor, okay. empty can of PBR laying there. But here, listen, <laughs> here's the premise, for, at least for the first season, right? So Ricky's got him right where he wants him toward the end of the season. And then his little brother ends up saving him with a fucking a Tesla or something crazy space, you know. The, the little brother would have to do the saving. Yeah. And then I think you got to have the mailman do a guest spot in, in the season finale where he says the same exact line about what's a kid like you doing with smut like this. Can you also say, I'm bad, I'm bad? You know it, start jumping and start jumping up and down. <laughs> I mean, think of all the guest spots you could have. You could have the burger guy again. You know, you could do the Van Halen the teacher. thing. I think the teacher's dead. Is it? Yeah. Uh, but Barney Rubble could be in it. Yeah, I was just wondering. Hey, Lane, huh. I heard you and Beth broke up. Exactly. Um, Christ. And then you got, you don't even need Roy. You don't even need him. But he could come back for revenge, too. Roy Stalin. Oh, you think a whole series? He's got legs like that? You got enough so. different You got enough different plot points that you could do it. And then, geez, 
You could have a whole side plot with Booger. Oh, stand by me. Now, stand by me. A lot of stuff that was left to be. I mean, he talked about the end, about how the one guy got stabbed trying to break up a fight in a bar, and uh, the other guy went to jail. And Dude, you won an 80. I don't know if it was 80. Yeah. What about Shawshank Redemption? What What nah. they what they do? Does it turn into a gay love story what? when they get to Mexico? <laughs> <laughs> it's almost kind of setting up. Almost kind of setting up that <laughs> He was ready with that well, one. He'd been thinking about uh, that one. It oh. does make sense. 80s movies that would make good TV shows. Did Back you see there's a, there's a Heather's series now, right? I think I thought that was a while ago. Uh, yeah, I don't think it was that much of a while ago. I think it was like a few uh, months ago, maybe. I know uh, Riverdale. There's a Riverdale, but that ain't 80s, but even so. That so cool. I, I watched like an episode that was pretty cool, actually. It's like a really dark, uh, twisted RC. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's not like RC. Everybody's all nice. They're like me. Ooh. This ain't no Charlton comics anymore. <laughs> what no. about uh, one so, crazy one crazy summer? Yeah, that's just kind of the same thing. Yeah, the same as Better yeah. Off Dead, pretty much. Yeah, but yeah, if you have the boat race every year, you have a built-in storyline. Weird Science had a TV series way back in the day. What, what uh, was so the no one? Back to the Future. What was the back one? Back to the Future. That's interesting. A friend of mine just wrote to me uh, uh, last night. I just wrote back to him talking about. He's the hugest Back to the Future fan. He was talking about really? how it could have changed the structure, make it better. Ah, and it oh. made me think because George McFly's problem was that he couldn't stand up for himself, right? But Marty, Marty had like the exact opposite problem where he was too quick to stand up for himself, especially yeah. when somebody called him chicken. So where would he have gotten that? Because certainly not from his old man. If you think about it, it doesn't even make any sense. Like yeah. how, did, how did Marty get this, you know sense of worth that he would nobody could call him chicken and you know he would stand up for whatever and didn't give a shit what anybody thought when yeah. his father didn't know if he could take that kind of rejection listen if he watched his dad get bullied and bullied and bullied that's where it could have came from i don't know i think it's more likely that he would be like you know that's the way he would act when he got bullied and he would be afraid of rejection i mean you see him going and trying out for the the show you know to yeah. be the band for the uh, enchantment under the sea dance or whatever <laughs> he didn't get it yeah. he's like whatever <laughs> Your kids are gonna love this. Yeah, <laughs> I think just Marty was just way too confident to have come from the family he did. I mean, yeah, Mark, it's possible he could. Yeah, I think he would have told one the exact opposite. But it's still yeah. it's pretty rare that that happens. I think. Well, it's funny when you look back at '80s movies and try to time in the now, the themes that were so simplistic that we can sit here and dissect with the knowledge that we've gained since they were made to say why that wouldn't work anymore these basic premises that they came up with you know you can pick apart yeah. so many movies well i don't even think it's a, a different time or anything like i don't know maybe maybe adults who watched it back then thought the same shit yeah maybe. if i was an adult when i watched karate kid like if we were in our 20s when karate kid came out we'd probably have been like fuck him <laughs> i don't know you think? Depends. I don't know. We would have been much more likely. Like like I said, when I saw that shit when I was like 12 years old or whatever, I did not question for a second that Johnny and the Cobra Kai were the bad guys. No, not at all. And uh, in fact, Mr. Miyagi kind of touched on it at one point when he was like, no such thing as bad student, only bad teacher. Bad teacher, yeah. And so that's what they kind of slipped that in. I mean, so it's not even like it's that crazy that he wasn't that bad because they were kind of trying to plant that seed there. Yeah, they were just kids. The thing, like, they were they, kids. Do they try to introduce that Miyagi type character in a TV show to have a balance because it seems like everybody's got a problem right now based on the trailer. They don't have that that goody good balancing 
aura going on in the show at all. I don't, it might end up being a show, but I don't know. I, I can only imagine that Daniel to teach somebody to uh, deal students you away. Can. Maybe he's going to open up his own dojo to... I don't know how you can say it with Daniel, because he was being a douche right from the start. Yeah, but he hold is. on, hold on. Let, yeah. me, let me question something. I don't know that uh, Daniel has the resume to fucking be a teacher. No, not at all. So... I don't see that as an option. He he's because he never he never took it any farther. Yeah, he, yeah, he, did. he took it for yeah, one. He had two and three. Yeah, he went to yeah. Japan. He went and went out the mouth for sake. Yeah, he learned the drum technique. Mark, where the fuck were you? Yeah, come on. <laughs> okay. And then, so so after, a weeks, time, like, after a couple weeks, after a couple weeks, the kids learn yeah. a drum kick yeah. and they learn where a drum technique. Did. Where the hell does that leave them? What cutting bonsai trees? You know, it's a funny thing that I. I just realized I'm sitting here defending John Daniel. He came from a broken home and had no friends and they were poor and shit. So I guess yeah. it's pretty understandable for being a little prick because, you know. Guys, he's more qualified. Uh, he didn't move to California and all your friends are in Newark. He's more qualified yeah. to open a shop to trim bonsai trees than he is to teach karate right now. I don't know. He had a lot of training. He had two different teachers. I think he's, yeah, I think he's more skilled than anybody else in that area because, you know, yeah. you're going to learn a Cobra Kai from John Kreese or you're going to travel to the death. <laughs> yep. Those are different stakes there. Well, hey, not... you know a funny thing, by the way? I don't know if I've ever talked about Dilber, the Steven Seagal wannabe guy that was like his teacher in Karate Kid 3. Yeah. Or was pretending yeah. to be his teacher. Yeah. Do you know that in real life, that guy was actually younger than Ralph Macchio at the time? Really? Yeah. That guy was like 27 wow. and Macchio was like 28 or so, I think. I guess we're gonna have to sit tight and wait for the show to come out. We gotta wait until it starts, man. Yep. We'll have to break them down. We'll have to. We'll have to make our decision based on what we see. Yeah, yeah most definitely. Well, All right, have we exhausted this karate kid topic I think we, for now? What's we, our next? Uh, we, we've done a deep dive. Matter. Absolutely. We've laid the groundwork. Now, the other thing I want yes. to talk about, Michael Bennett was recently indicted. Yeah, it's not good at all. On Oof. charges. Oh, for knocking over a paraplegic woman or something? because <laughs> yeah, he wanted is that the to same guy that, Is that the same guy that was running around in Vegas? Yes. And, uh, basically, like, the cops came, and, like, everybody freeze, and he, like, took off running, and then... No, 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 he didn't He didn't take off running. What he what he was pissed about was they he matched the description of a suspect, and they basically detained him. Uh -huh. And he was pissed that he got detained, basically. And then, I thought it was that the cops came in because there was a shooting of some sort, and when they came in, he took off running, which is well, usually likely to inspire the interest of the police. Well, what, yeah, you know, you can't do that. Well, no, no, no. Like, yeah. Wait, hold on. Let, let's, get the reported, you know let's get the reported facts straight. Somebody heard gunshots and everybody ran, and then they started rounding people up, and he matched the description of the shooter, so they detained him. And what he did was he came out and said they were racist to him and they mistreated okay. him and all this stuff. And then Las Vegas police released the body cam video from the officers and none of uh -huh. it matched up with what he was saying happened. <laughs> yeah, he seems like a fucking nut. Oh, uh, that ain't good. So now, apparently he was trying to get on the field at the Super Bowl and the paraplegic guard told him, hey, you got to go to this other gate. And he pushed right past her. And apparently in Texas they have this law where you mess with anybody over 65, it's elder abuse, and it's it's like 10 years in jail. It's a felony. So well, did, did I read that he knocked her down? Like, did he like flip her wheelchair over or something? No, I what I read was he kind of just pushed past her, but I don't know. I don't know what the okay. real story is. If he just pushed past her, she didn't fall or anything. It's like maybe it's just a money grab, but still. Well, yeah. Now the other I mean, thing is no, yourself no, in look, these situations. Like, you know, now, yeah, like. You honor when it, when that happens with somebody like that, like all she said was, "Yo, you gotta go over there." All right, I'll go over there. 
Like, is it really that big a deal that, you know, that's not, that, I'm not saying you can't come through, you just can't come past here. All right. Just, well, here's, uh, she ain't a threat to you, man. But here's the yeah, thing. Yeah, she ain't a threat. Go around. Now, here's the thing. The Seahawks didn't know about it. The Eagles didn't know about it. And he didn't report it to anybody. So I'm tending to think that it was one of those situations where he just pushed past. But, again, that doesn't yeah. make it right. And I'm wondering in the in the chaos. But it doesn't of, make so, it as big a deal either. No, but in the chaos after winning a Super Bowl, imagine all the people trying to get on the field, all the family and all that crap. So I wonder what the situation really was. It's not as simple as him standing there with nobody else around. Uh-huh. And he just pushes yeah. past her. Like, there's probably 100 people trying to go through this gate that fits 10. And if they, he got hemmed up with it, is he the one that started everybody pushing past him? Right, person? we don't know that. And then it lead to her. We don't know if then he Then that watched. might be more of a problem, even though he didn't really do nothing, you know? It's like... Well, what if what if he watched, well, like, he other people... Well, anyway, his brother's team lost. No, yeah. they won that one. It was the one where they, they came back on Atlanta. Oh, it's way back then? Yeah, they just bought the Why is that coming just coming out now? Yeah, but here's the thing, guys. What if he watched other people get through? Now, he's a friggin' activist against this crap. You think that didn't piss him off if other people got through? The lady just said, you gotta go over there? Eh, just go. Yeah, I know you can be mad. Just go over there. Well, that's the other thing. Think of all the security guards you've run into at different football games. I don't remember anybody ever being super nice, so we don't know how she told him he had to go to the other gate either. What business does he have going on the field anyway? Yeah, no matter what. Come on, you see family. What if I want to get on the field? Belichick's always hugging. Belichick's hugging every member of his damn family. Seriously. Hey, you know what else would make a good series? Lost Boys. Yeah, we didn't even get into that. They tried it. Did they? Yeah. They had Corey Haim and Corey Feldman. Really? I don't remember that. The two Corys? Go look at it. They made a Lost Boys part two. Yeah, it was nobody in it. it was in it. The other Corey was like, that, and the one was like talking about, oh, we're going to come up with a screenplay for part two. Well, I want to know if this Michael Bennett thing is going to be serious or not. It seems like it's starting to shape up to be serious. Yeah, but see. What is? In today's. That Michael Bennett thing. In today's day and age, though, man, they tend to blow everything out of proportion, especially since Trump got in office. Anything media-wise, everybody blows up. Yeah, and you know what that does? Messes up people's money. Yep. So it might be serious where he loses a deal like that. But if they want him and that guy's that good, nah, he'll get through. That's what I'm thinking. But I, I, I'm waiting for the real story to come out, and the sad part is I'm not sure I'm ever going to get it. I'm not. You can't, you can't trust anything you hear today. You just can't. Nah, not really. I, uh, a latest example was, did you see the story about how 13 NFL teams came out to see Johnny Manziel throw at the San Diego Pro Day? No. <laughs> right, yeah. In reality, they were there to see other players, and these two guys who didn't have a quarterback to throw to them uh, asked Manziel to come throw at the last minute. So these guys, these teams were already there. Manziel ended up coming out and throwing, and supposedly looked pretty good throwing uh, in shorts and with nobody coming after him. So that was <laughs> the no story ESPN reported was that like, the headline was 13 teams come out to watch Johnny Manziel. But in reality, I don't think anybody came to watch Johnny Manziel. Wow. Be there. It's sad. It's, you don't Why know, was he there? He was having, he was able to do like his own kind of pro day at San Diego's pro day. San Diego State, I think it was. But nobody yeah, but really came to see him. Wasn't he into were doing their pro day and they didn't have a quarterback to throw to them so they asked him to do it why was he there 
He was throwing. Because he apparently goes dead. He's been working out with those guys. Oh, okay. Is he trying to man Hill still has, supposedly, supposedly has an offer to be a quarterback for, like, Toronto Argonauts or something, I think. Well, he uh, can one only. One of the Canada teams. No, no, no. But he, he still dreams of being in the NFL. He can only play for the one CFL team if he plays. And if oh, he really? And if he goes. Okay. If he takes the contract in the CFL, he has to play there two years before he's allowed to come back to the NFL. Okay. Jeez. That's why he hasn't he signed the CFL contract. He's only twenty-five yet. years old. He's got nothing else going on. But yeah, they yeah, have well, a, at least keep it much. The yeah, C- keep your body in the game. The CFL has a deal with the NFL where if they go and sign a contract with the CFL, they have to play out two years before they can come back. It's kind of like makes sense. The Otherwise, NBA and the high school the CFL thing. For leverage. So look at uh. Flutie, uh, Jeff Garcia, they did the same thing, didn't they? Yeah. Who was that? Who was that lineman for uh, Cameron Wake that played in Canada, and the Dolphins plucked him from there after a couple years? Like, <laughs> hey, did if you Mantle guys? was serious about being a football player, I would just do it because nobody's. There's too many quarterbacks coming out in the draft this year. This is not a good time yeah. for them, especially to deal with a guy that was already a problem. Exactly. Now, did you guys see the new the new league that's going to start up in the spring? The I think it's the yeah. Alliance of American Football is the name of it. Oh uh, yeah, Bill Polian is one of the founders of it. Yes, he is. Dick Embersall's son is the CEO, and there is no commissioner. They have there are four- a bunch of guys like Troy Polamalu. I think is some kind of executive role. Yep. and like a couple other like former players. Jared Allen uh, is involved. Uh, oh, but, no kidding. Okay. Basically, they're trying to set it up where the players have more of a say and a call. There's no commissioner. There's no players union. It's all kind of one entity. It's tough. It will be in the spring, so they're not going to compete with the NFL. Yeah, still tough. Absolutely. But when you when you break down the numbers of how many uh-huh. people, how many college players there are and how many NFL, yeah. how many spots are open, the, yeah. the space is there in the market. And then they looked at how many people watch football, and then when football's off, they just don't watch anything else, and there's yeah, still a me. market for it. Yeah, but then you got you think about all the players, the longevity, there's this, there's that, there's a lot else in it. Well, what what is the measure of a successful league, guys? It's very simple. All right, viewership. It's viewership, and then in turn money. Revenue, yeah, no matter what, revenue. So, but the thing to make that happen is you have to have a good product on the field. Haven't we learned that from the USFL and the XFL? Because if I remember, and I, w- I was a kid, but I remember the USFL games were actually fun to watch. Like, they, that was decent football. I don't remember watching it. I was too young to care about it at that point. I kind of remember Herschel. I remember Herschel. I remember the, the Philadelphia Stars winning. You know, yeah. it, it, you know, it was the only championship we had back then. But mm-hmm. <laughs> Jim Moore was a coach of the Philadelphia Stars. He gave us he gave us our greatest soundbite ever in, in NFL history. Which one? Playoffs. Playoffs. That's what it was. That was he Jim was Moore. Trying to win but a game. He was a Colts. Yeah. Oh my God! Come on. Oh, you were making it sound like it was that. I'm like, what? The only one. The only one better than that is probably Iverson. Yeah. His was his was him being an idiot. Moore was like, no, oh, really? Whoa, 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 whoa! Find out. Whoa. Wasn't him being an then Not at all. After you find out what was really going on. When you got the full story of the Iverson thing, that made perfect sense definitely what he said. Definitely changed it. Yeah, definitely changed it. Well, what's the full know, story? It's like, best buddy just got killed. There was a whole bunch of stuff going on in this world. He's like, what? What are you talking about? Are you talking about that? Like, uh, you know, like everybody knew that, too. 
Like he was going through a lot. They, they I'm, took, not, I'm, the, I, I'm not a fan of him at all. And I had to give it to him for that. I was like, wow. They they took it so out of context when he did that. Uh, they threw that out. It was basically like, Brian, imagine your best friend dies and then they throw you in a room with a bunch of lights and everything and go, so why weren't you at practice? Yeah. Yeah. All right. I didn't know about that. I thought mm-hmm. it was just him generally dogging it at practice in general. No. And, uh, nope. Not at all. And all he was saying is, you want to talk about that? Well. All he was all trying right, to say bad. was, hey, look, when the game comes and the clock starts, I'll be out there. I've proven... That when the game starts, I'll be ready to go. But I'm dealing with some crap right now, man. You guys need to back the hell off. Well, he just didn't say it right. Right. But they did uh, in his yeah. documentary. I think it was his documentary on Showtime. They went over it. Yeah, they did. And, and uh-huh. that's when I saw it and was like, oh. Did not know about that. Come on, Pat Croce. Do your job. Hmm. So, Croce was a good dude. I, I miss him. Mm-hmm. I miss him. But that was, you know, wait. Listen, we, we can never. Okay. What is that? Sounds like domestic bliss to me. Saying it. Uh, it smells tasty. So. That's Sheba. Sheba? What? <laughs> <laughs> All right. I had a taste of lunch. And did you guys know that I Love Rock and Roll is a cover song? No. Yeah. Uh, I think I might have heard that at some point. But if you... Whose was it? I, I forget who it was. Yeah. But yeah, if you read the lyrics to that Howard Jones new song, you're like, whoa, wait a minute. This is a little deeper than I first thought when I was eight years old or whatever it was. Uh-huh. You know, fun little... Also, me- oh, I think it's called pop music. I just remembered. Mm-hmm. So, oh. You know the whole... The whole uh, you know, uh, what are you talking about? Yep. Parker Jr. getting sued. That was Huey Lewis. Off Huey Lewis. But Huey Lewis yeah. ripped off some song called Pop Music. I know that song. And that was pop, never, pop never music. Isn't it totally the same The same song, basically? That's a good... I don't know. know. I don't know. Let's go to the, honestly. Hold on. I'm looking. Let's go to the tape. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm looking myself. I'm trying to think of who sang it, too. Oh, I'll tell you in a second. Is it pop music with a K? I think it's Z-I-K. Mm-hmm. Yeah, M. M sung it. Mm-hmm. There's a Devo remix. Well, you don't want that. What the hell? You need the original. No, Brian, here's where you're wrong. What? You, you know who ripped what? that off? Duran Duran. Duran Duran did a song called Notorious. Uh-huh. Yeah, I remember Notorious. And nope, it's the- nope. Lavernius. No. <laughs> remember that? <laughs> <laughs> Our first Lavernius calls. Oh, <laughs> uh, <Well>, yeah. <laughs> um, it, st- it starts the same exact way as pop music. Yeah, it does. Yep. Uh-huh. I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> Huey Lewis ripped them off? Huey does sue people, and I think he's been ripping people off too. And nobody catches him. Oh, I hear it. Murder? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I want a new drug. God damn it, Huey. Huey Lewis How is did these a guys fraud. sit on the, on the sidelines while this lawsuit? I mean, they had to pay all the royalties to 
Ray Parker Jr. had to pay all those royalties to uh, Lewis on their hands all the time. God, they're not. Damn it. Maybe these guys are nihilists. They believe in nothing. Yeah, it could be. <laughs> oh, this hurts my soul, man. This Here's hurts. another funny one. Here's another funny one. I was telling this story the other night when I was out with my buddy uh, uh, Nick Scarmucci. Yeah. Is that his name? Uh, Nick. Nick. Well, I forget. No, I can't. Whatever is Scarmucci. Yeah. Rick. We'll call him Rick Scarmucci. <laughs> anyway, uh, Neil Diamond, Turn On Your Heart Light. Uh-huh. So you guys know about this. So obviously, what's the song about? Well, I remember uh-huh. from E.T. E.T., obviously, right? Yeah. Okay. So you, you know, so I brought it up, and my friend was like, oh, yeah, from the E.T. soundtrack. No. As a matter of fact, I remember Neil Diamond this. went to Spielberg or Lucas or whoever and said, hey, I got a song that I'm working on for your E.T. movie. And they were like, yeah, no thanks. And so he was like, fuck it. And then they were like, guess what? You got to pay us royalties now for using our E.T. in a song. So not only did he not get paid to make that song, he, had he actually to had to pay to make it. That's cold-hearted. That's terrible. That's bad business on his part, though. What, on Neil's? We yeah. just love DT. Why? What's Neil wrong? Before. Hey, wait, wait, wait. Neil, what's, what's wrong with you? Yeah, wait a minute. You're getting a little, you're getting a little cutthroat here. Getting a little cutthroat. How so? What do you mean? Uh, you offended him just a little bit. A little bit. Who am I offending? You're offending E.T. You said some things. You got a little out of line yourself. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. Little no, I didn't. I didn't know. <laughs> Drinks are on the house. No, I'll pay for my own drink. <laughs> on the house. On the house. <laughs> no, 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 no. I was given. I was not. I was given. That's why you got the money ready, huh? Yeah. I, thought was, I, thought was, I thought you was. I thought you was. I thought you was laying. No. no. Take it. Take it. That's why you had the money ready, huh? Oh. Well, forget about the slap. Ah. Are you ready? <laughs> listen, we. I, I'm listen. I'm. I'm a little upset about Huey Lewis now. That that it changes the entire '80s music yeah. scene for me. I, I mean, thought, that wasn't even one of his bigger hits. But yeah, he he was a chump to fucking sue them for that. that yeah, was, I'm really not. He's been like that, Mark. Remember when he was a, dirt, a jerk to uh, Patrice? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He was ripping rap music. And Patrice is like, what are you talking about? Yeah, and he's trying to rip it. Huey. Like, that's a real song? <laughs> I forget what song it was, but he was all over him. Oh, that was horrible. Hey, to be stuck with you. <laughs> Jesus, this is a lot to take in. Neil Diamond, Huey Lewis. Jesus. No, he, I think he might have been ripping on Hip to Be Square or something. He's like, what is that? He was like, that don't mean that. That's stupid. <laughs> it went yeah. off on him now. Oh, yeah, he's going off on the songs. He's like, your songs don't even mean nothing. It's public. Uh, no, nah, he was saying it was cool to be a dork. Yeah, uh, I hear you, but still. Uh, well, Especially for the way Huey is, cut like that. Uh, that's why he got where he is, huh? This guy. He's not a nice guy. He's not <laughs> my kind of guy. <laughs> he's, Again, the foot over. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he's got to do bad karaoke movies now. Oh, God. Oh, don't tell me you don't know that one. What the hell is it? Duets. I don't know if I want to revisit this. Yeah, that, that was duets. That was with uh, Gwyneth Paltrow, wasn't it? I don't know. The Huey Lewis one. I know which movie you're talking about, but yeah. whatever. The only movie I remember him from was Back to the Future. <laughs> no, there was a movie, Mark's right. And it was, uh, what was it, a Smokey song? Oh, it was a co- It was basically a bunch of different people going to this uh, national karaoke competition. Uh, I didn't know that's what the whole point of the movie was. Oh, it was bad. It was bad. Somebody gave him money for that. 
That's terrible. All right. Well, let's wrap this fucking thing up. Call today. Yada yada. Right, so when's our next? Uh, when's our next broadcast? Coming soon. <laughs> okay. No, that doesn't work too well. No. Wednesday. Go back to Tuesday. Tuesday, Tuesday nights. Uh. Tuesday or Wednesdays? Wednesday. Wednesday at what time? On nine p.m. Yeah. Can you do nine? You're gonna be awake. We'll try. <laughs> or we could do eight. We could do earlier. We could do eight if you want. Uh, let's try nine. All right, we'll do nine. All right. That'll work. All right, comes fucking going out of key or disappearing or whatever. <laughs> that... I got shit to do. No, no, no. <laughs> Why can't you come back next week? <laughs> Tune in next week when we see what piece of furniture busts next. Yeah. Well, hey, man, kids need stuff. <laughs> These kids, it's a podcast, damn it. Yeah. All right. All right. Till the next time. Later. See ya.